0: Hello, this is Roger Shouse, and this is Jumpstart Rewind. This is part of our heaven bound podcast family. This month we're looking at jumpstarts written from the book of 1 Samuel. This comes from 1 Samuel 8, verse 19. Nevertheless, the people refused to listen to the voice of Samuel, and they said, No, but there shall be a king over us. The people of Israel demanded to have a king over them so they could be like the other nations. Samuel was old and his sons were wicked. God saw that in choosing a king, they were really rejecting him. Samuel pleads with the people. He tries to get them to see that the kings of the nations were not good. He warns them that the king will enslave your children, verse 11, and they're going to build armies, verse 12, and they're going to take your lands, verse 14, and you'll be taxed heavily, verse 15. You'll regret even having a king, he says in verse 18. Samuel painted a truthful but ugly picture of what was coming with the king. Some of these things would be fulfilled with the very first king. Others would come about in the following kings. Our verse today is a response to Samuel's warnings. The people refused to listen. It wasn't that they couldn't hear, nor that they didn't hear, but rather they refused to listen. It was a choice, a choice they made on their part. Some people are just like that. We often call them stubborn. "'Their minds are made up and there's no changing it. "'It's as if their brains are made of concrete "'and the concrete has set and become hard. "'I know stubborn because I see it "'when I look in the mirror sometimes. "'I've graduated from school of stubborn. "'I was an honor student there. "'I recognize it and I try to fight it, "'but sometimes it just rises to the surface. "'Stubborn gets along fine with everyone "'as long as it's doing what it wants.' But the moment stubborn must take do something different he doesn't want to do, the concrete sets, the heels dig in, and the pouting, grumpiness, and complaining excuses come. At this point, stubborn is a threat to unity. The stubborn have a way of pressuring others to go along with his ways and his ideas. Stubborn in marriage is a tough way to go. Stubborn among brethren causes leadership to age. The spirit of stubborn is my way or the highway. I've dealt with many stubborn brethren before, and it's not a pretty picture. Now, let's notice a few things. There is a world of difference between standing with God or standing upon God's word and being stubborn. God tells us to stand fast and in other places to be immovable. That's not stubborn. When we stand with God, we're holding fast to a principle and a conviction based upon the word of God. Stubborn is based upon self. I don't like it, or I don't feel like it, or I don't want to. The foundation of stubborn is selfishness. There is a difference, a big difference. We should not bow to error or the ways that people try to get to change God's plan or pattern. Never, ever fight to the death on these things. Stubborn, however, is based upon having my way to do something, and I don't want to do it, so I'm against it. Or it has to be something different than what I'm used to. Not wrong with the Bible, but it's new or more efficient. Some of us can be forever stuck in the 1970s. The message doesn't change, but how we approach it does. This is the age of color, movement, speed, and technology. Do you know that there are some people who think that this shouldn't be done? Now, is that violating God's word or it's just someone being a little bit stubborn. The main problem with Israel is that they refuse to hear. They remind me of the teenager that rolls her eyes or a small child that puts his hands over his ears. It's one thing to hear someone out and have an exchange, a debate of ideas and words and come to different conclusions. It's a height of stubbornness to simply refuse to listen. And who are they not listening to? Samuel, the messenger of God. The very one that they want permission to have a king. Stubbornness is something that we have to fight. I know what goes through the heart of a young preacher when they pour their out into sermons, give reasons and verses and evidence as to why the congregation ought to be doing things, and nothing happens. Nothing. No one disagrees. That would be better. Everyone goes home, and nothing ever changes. What a few short years, those young preachers either move away or they quit preaching. Why? Stubbornness. Stubbornness drains life. When a person puts down the I won't do it sign and gives it a try, he often finds he even likes the very thing he was against. The case in point is me. My wife studied music in college. She loves classical music. There was a time in my life I'd rather do anything but go to a concert. I groaned every time she took me to the orchestra. I even fell asleep a few times. Shame on me. She could tell that I was being a pill and the pain. But at one concert, I was captured by the music. I actually paid attention. I started looking for things and noticing specific instruments. I now have the classical radio station on my car. I will even tell my wife after a piece is played who I think the composer was, and sometimes I get it right. You see, fighting your own stubbornness not only makes life pleasant for everyone else, but it opens up a new world to you. There's no more true than what we see with God. When we dig our heels in and refuse to listen to him, we only hurt ourselves. Jesus says, if anyone will come after me, he must first deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. It's that denying self that's so hard. Give it a try. Believe me, you'll like the new self so much better. Thank you so much for listening.